welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. You know, today, <laughs> today's title is, Sorry God, There Goes Your Dollar. A little girl was lovingly handed a gift of two $1 bills from her father. One was her to spend on whatever she wanted. The other was for the church offering. Happily, the little girl headed for the direction of her favorite candy store. As she clutched her treasure, a sudden gust of wind ripped one of the dollars from her hand, and she watched as it flushed down the roadside, disappearing into a storm drain. Look into the storm drain, then at the one dollar still in her hand. She, could, she took a deep breath and sighed, Sorry, God, there goes your dollar. <laughs> Question is, what are we doing with God's money? There you go. The purpose for God bringing abundance into our lives is so we can help finance the business of the kingdom and our local churches. However, at the first turn of a financial dance swing, the church and the ministries are often the first to feel the financial pinch. Maybe that's why some, so many churches are limited in their ability to make a difference in their communities. Yesterday afternoon, I went to a local restaurant to pick up some vegetables for our dinner last night. As I approached the checkout counter, I met a pastor whom I've preached, and my fine wife, Beth, has also preached for me. He said, you know, I read your material and I've read your material and heard you preach and I've always been blessed. But the other night, I was reading one of your books that you recommended and I finally got it. I finally understand that a seed meets every need. He told me how the Lord stirred him to give $100 to a woman from another church having trouble with her children. He said that when he arrived at the home, he met a man who said that God told him to give his church $1,500. Mm -hmm. It's time we all get it and begin to do with our dollars what the Spirit of God directs. You know, the enemy, too, is so mean because he will definitely tell you, you know, oh, you can't do that. You can't afford to. But the thing about it is if it's been, if things have been off track, then... We need to go to Haggai chapter 1, and he provides such incredible insight on how to get things back on track. Amen. Haggai 1, verses 5 and 6, Classic Amplified Bible says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. I remember the first time I read that, and it really hit home. Consider your ways and set your mind on what has come to you. You have sown much, but you have reaped little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you do not have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages has earned them to put them in a bag with holes in it. That <laughs> wow. is such a good, well, whole book to, to read and study. And it's very but clear. It's clear. If you've been using God's money, you know, for something else, you're going to put a, what you're really literally having is a hole in your bag. If you're not following his principles, if you haven't given what and when and where he's told you to give, there's a hole in your bag. There's a hole in your bag. Oh, okay, I won't break into that. 
You know, I know, I know. If our, if our financial decisions have been based on what we want instead of what he wants, there are a lot of financial holes in our bag, or maybe we could see our checkbook. When it comes to God's money, the money he's entrusted to us, we taught this recently with, you know, Matthew 25, then priority, his priority needs to be our priority. Which right. I tell you, knowing the folks who listen every day, that's the way they look at stuff. That's like the God way they said, that's God said to the people considering how things are going for you. When we consider, I know Earl Roberts used to say, if you're having financial trouble, look around. Something's amiss. That's true. You've planted much but harvest little. You have enough to eat but not enough to fill you up. You have enough to drink but not enough to satisfy your thirst. You have clothes to wear but not enough to keep you warm. And your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets with holes in them. A lack of worshiping, you know, God causes lack in our lives, our families, our opportunities to succeed. Our possessions that we work hard for, well, become nothing. Haggai 1.7, classic amplifies, says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways, meaning your previous and present conduct, and how you have fared. Wow. It's a short but powerful verse. Yes, it is. Because if we're barely making ends meet, if we're not moving into surplus, this short but powerful verse should pose an amazing examination of where we are and what we've been doing. For the second time in three verses, the people are told to consider their ways. It's like God is saying, hey, what are you spending your money on? Think about what you're doing and whether or not I would approve it. And then in Haggai 1.9, classic amplified, it says, You hope for rich harvest, but they are poor, poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because my house lies in ruins, says the Lord of heaven's armies, while all of you are busy building your own fine homes. If things aren't going financially the way you think they should, maybe we just need to consider our ways. Haggai 1.8 classic amplified backing up just a tinge says go up to the hill country and bring lumber and rebuild my house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified says the Lord by accepting it as done in for my glory and by displaying my glory in it mm. he told the people to focus again on building God's house in other words seek first the kingdom get back to worshiping him and he will take pleasure in it and honor us when he is honored if we seek him first with all our heart and soul, he will bless. Haggai 1, 12 and 13. Haggai 1, 12 and 13, New Living Translation. The high priest and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. Mm, don't you love to hear these words? I do. I am with you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. You know. When we turn our hearts to the Lord. Hallelujah. Putting his house, his kingdom, kingdom business first. Yes. Then we'll bring the blessings to the people. As God admonished the people in Haggai 1 to consider their ways. He did not leave them without a promise. He assures his people once again. His spirit was right there. The promises were for them 
as were, as they were. Wow. When they brought them out of Egypt. You Honey, know, this is so, they always have so them. strong. Consider this. To be with them every step of the way. This is what he said. They would not have to walk in fear. He will never leave them. He would shake the heavens and the earth and the treasures. Treasuries would come to them. Mm -hmm. He would bless the city with peace. They would move into the promised land of milk and honey. He would protect them through every adversity. The people recognized they had not made the church their priority. Let me say it again. The people recognized they had not made the church their priority. More importantly, people hadn't made God's priorities either with his, their money, his money. It's really, I can't say their money because it's his money. Everything belongs to him. As they realized the foolishness of this, they turned in obedience back to the matters of building the church and his kingdom. And putting his kingdom first. That's it. The people recognized their era and, era and playing with God, who had the power to bring them wealth or take all they had in an instant. They took a moment to understand and weigh the outcome of their actions. They reprioritized their ways. Honey, I want to just add this in because I think it's so important to understand. God loves, there's the person of God and then there's the principles of God. God will love you until the day you and take you home. But the point of it is, is if we're not doing his principles, it would be like a, a farmer going out in the field, say, seed, be in the ground and come up as a harvest. If you don't practice what it is, the principles that bring about the harvest, how in the world can you receive it? You can. He's given us those principles so he can bless us. That's just exactly what we sent out in a letter. It is. He it said, really is. Get but back to need. basics and do what it is needs to be done. Sorry. Haggai 2.14. The Living Bible. Haggai then made his meaning clear. You people, he said, speaking for the Lord, were contaminating your sacrifices by living with selfish attitudes and evil hearts. And not only your sacrifices, but everything else that you did as a service to me. If I were to ask every person hearing our voices today, they respect God, the answer would be an overwhelming yes. The question then becomes, who do we, how do we respect God? Mm -hmm. Not who, how do we respect Are God? Are we doing his principles? Do we respect God by obeying the Ten Commandments? Do we respect God by going to church on Sunday? Do we respect God by being nice to others? The answer to all these questions would be yes. However, the real point is this. We respect God when we obey his word, when we do what the Bible says. After the prophet spoke to, to the people, once again, they began to respect God. They got so excited, which tells us they truly understood what God was about to do for them. They didn't obey out of obligation. They experienced their breakthrough and began to Walk in love rather than lack, simply from obeying and respecting God in their lives. When we put God first, when we give his dollar to him, even if ours washes down the drain or away in interest, then amazing things will begin to happen in our lives.
Mm. You know, one last rich thought is that we we enjoy the last nine words of Haggai 2.19, 2.19, New Living Translation. It says, but from this day onward, I will bless you. Now, glory. those are glory words. They'll make sure. you shout. That's right. God wants to bless us. And the question is, we just need to be sure that we are back to basics and doing what we should with our money. Which is... His money. That's it. We're just a steward of it. That's exactly right. But our stewardship is what determines our future blessings. Yep. Hallelujah. Mm. Well, go to heraldhearing.com. If you're blessed by the teaching, click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sent. Do what he says. That's all we ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts. From the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.